We're rolling, Al. We're getting after it. We're getting after it. Crack right? that beer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Local Mountain Podcast. I'm your host, Kobe Johnson. Sitting here next to me, Albert Williams. Albert, what's going on, buddy? Not much. Welcome back to the pod, guys. Podcast, guys. <sighs> it is Friday. We're drinking a Kona Brewing Company's Big Wave Golden Ale. It's really, really good. Nice, consistent beer. Good amber finish on the back. Is this made in Hawaii? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. That's yeah, what that's what it I'd says. be like, this is kind of weird if it was made in like Utah or some shit. I know. At first, <laughs> I saw Tamarack Brewing. I was like, there's no way. There's no. no way. But yeah, they're uh, out of Hawaii. They've been out for quite a while, I feel Classic. Like. I mean, Kona, Hawaii, Portland, Oregon. Maybe that's where they bottle. Oh, that has to be. Yeah. 4.4%. It's a good beer, though. They're lying. They're lying to us. Nice blue can. Got the picture of the islands on it. Some palm trees. A couple of. Uh, Kayakers. Local, yeah, local kayakers. <laughs> it's awesome. Sucker for a good can. This can definitely draws you in. I like it. It's a good beer. It's one of the best beers we've had so far, I think. Yeah. But yeah, we wanted to say thank everyone who listened up this far. We've got 105 listens across all seven platforms. Yep. May not seem like a lot now, but we're super excited. and chilling. 100 is a lot. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're super thankful. Thanks for listening, guys, and keep I on listening. I didn't really think anybody would actually listen to us. I feel like we would have like our couple friends that would listen to the first few, and then that'd be it. Yeah, you know, for sure. And then we started seeing like, like random people listen to it on Overcast. And yeah, like, never even heard know, about that. Like, I want to know like where everyone's listening from. I guess so. Uh, comment where you guys are from on our last Instagram post. I want to see where everyone's from. Yeah. By the way, sure. we got our stickers, T-shirts coming next week. Yep. Whoop, yep. Whoop. Yep. We're hoping to have a website up sometime. Hopefully, pretty soon here, but. Yeah, we've got stickers, we got shirts, and we got a lot planning coming up. Yeah. For so, cool. We're gonna end stuff. 2020 on a super cool note. Yep, yep. I'm excited for that. But Al, have you gotten into like any fights ever? Yeah, I got into one fight in high school. Yeah. Then I got jumped once, like going to school like six in the morning to practice. Really? Yeah, but other than that, I really haven't. So where you grew up, was it pretty safe? Or was <laughs> in it Oakland? Yeah. Well I, I mean like it's it's safe to the extent... You know, like, there's, like, a good part of town and a bad part of town, like... No, for sure. Know. I think Oakland is definitely, like, a hidden hidden gym. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got, like, a a lot of violence, but when you grow up there, it's... You know, you learn to, like, move differently, so it's not, yeah. like... You don't go certain places, like, you know where you're going or you're going to see, mm-hmm. like... You have a, a... There's, like, a process of, like... You know the just, streets where you're not supposed to go. You're not even the streets, you're just, just... I mean, because you... I have many buddies who've passed to, like... Uh-huh. Wrong place, wrong time. Like, mm-hmm. it's nothing, you know, you can't perfectly plan out your day. But in Oakland, it's just it's just different. Anybody from Oakland knows that there's there's only one place like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, fighting's part of it. I mean, I'd rather fight somebody and lose and get shot, you know, That's and not true. fight at all. That's you know what I'm true. saying? Yep. No, I understand. I got into – I've never – I've only gotten punched in the face one time, and I was also in high school, and we were riding – like, back home on the bus. You had to fight on the bus? No, no, no. It wasn't <laughs> on the bus, but, like, this kid was just, like, blaring shitty music. Like, just terrible music. And so, like, <laughs> I, he had, like, headphones on, but, like, fuck, it was loud. Remember his name? No, I don't remember no. his name. But So, like, I, like, tapped him. I'm like, hey, can you, like, turn down your music a little bit? Like, cause it was fucking loud. No, you good. know, like, and, you know, I should have, like, thought about it because I realized he gets off at, like, the same Bus stop is me, and he's like, he like looks at me, and he's like, "Fuck off," and I'm like, "Oh god!" And so 
I wasn't like a sophomore or a freshman in high school. Like, you know, I thought I was first fight ever too, huh? Dude, only fight I got into. And you didn't grow up with any siblings too, so you've never had any banter. Like, I've always learned to make fun of people farther than an arm's distance away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like when the shit talker beats the guy who has time. Yes, and so I was like thinking about it after I had this one friend. His name was Jason. Right. Oh, Footsie. Yeah, Footsie, and. He, like, got off the bus stop before me, and then this kid started talking shit. And I'm like, fuck, like, I should have gotten off at his stop, or I should have yeah, been like, Jason, can you come home with me? Because uh, yeah, I'm not a fucking fighter, dude. And so we get off the bus and whatever, and this kid, like, meets the little, like, crackhead girlfriend. Oh, you know? Kid. And he's like, this kid was talking shit. This kid was talking shit. And I'm just, like, walking, you know, like, doing whatever. And charger. We need a charger. Yeah, my phone. Oh my goodness, dude! On the phone. Well, gotta get the podcast. Gotta get the podcast stuff, dude. Sorry, but um, yeah, this kid's like talking shit to me, and like I had my headphones in at the time because I was walking home, and this kid just like punches me in the back of the head. He he clocked you from the back of the head. Clocked me in the back of the head, dude. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck. And he, like, starts coming after me again. And then my mom's, like, friend, like, pulls up in her car right behind. She's like, you better get the fuck out of here. I'm like, literally, dude. The shotgun in the fucking back. And, yeah, but. I would say that's definitely a cheap shot. But then again, in rules, there are no rules in a fight. You know, they're, I mean, they're like certain, they're like guidelines, you know? Yeah, I don't think that you should have punched me in the back of the no, head. No, it's definitely a sucker move. Like, yeah, that is the sucker like, it's MCs. not like I was like talking, I literally asked him to turn his music down a bit, you know? Like, should have just got naked. No one fights a naked <laughs> guy. Seriously. How many guys have you ever seen fight naked? But, yeah, not many, I guess. Zero. You're not right. Yeah. Should, <laughs> Zero. Well, like, I like <laughs> glanced it like back and he was like pulling off his shirt and so I just fucking should have pulled down my pants, you know? There's like, one guy I have seen fight naked. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam? Oh, God. Yeah. Yep, I remember but, that. Yeah, it's for another podcast. Yeah, so I was always... Another like, podcast. Yeah. Don't, don't, that's, let Sam tell that story. <laughs> so I was always, I feel, once I got to my college days, I was always an instigator, though. Oh, for sure. Well, like, that's because you had, like, us to yes, like, back you up. Like, no one's going to talk shit and, like, all of us... Like, for some reason, I was always in the perfect spot just to light kids up. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely demolish kids on the field. And, just... and they were clean hits and everything, but then the entire team would, like, bomb rush me. And I remember one time, we were on the offensive side, and I oh, fucked MSU. this kid up against MSU, yeah. And on the game film, you just see, like, my brother, CT, just run, just sprinting. Like, <laughs> coming to fight everybody. <laughs> No, that was but, against Washington State. Uh, it was against both teams because that uh, happened more than once. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, yeah, you definitely were like greedy chippy. Yes, but, I was. O- I always like to get in kids' heads during lacrosse and like, you know, like people... do little cheap shots every once in a while and like talk shit. But like, I wasn't gonna throw the first punch. And once they threw the first punch, then I knew that I was gonna have like, like two and a half tons worth of bodies no, coming dude. to protect me, you know? like Dude, I definitely don't have a problem throwing the first punch as long as it's justified. However, if you throw the first punch, you got to be willing to take the last punch because, yep. you know, you're starting to fight. Everything. Yeah. Sorry, the dog's just right in the middle of the <laughs> living room with us. Just, just doing chilling. his thing. Just chilling. But no, dude, yeah. I, I wish kids would fight more. It builds some character. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think kids fight enough. What do you think of like college athletes making money? Dude, those like are the that. kids that need to be fighting the hardest. Because yeah. those kids, yeah. You think about it. How many NCAA teams profit off kids going to college and sports? Like sports mm-hmm. contracts, like for not even like streaming along with like uh, like network deals and stuff. Mm-hmm. That brings in so much revenue. And these kids, for fo- so let's say football players, because the SEC is probably one of the most profitable by far networks. That has like network deals. By far. In the NCAA. Yeah. Those kids play football day in, day out. They have a rigorous schedule. They have training. They have film, individuals, class. I mean, you know, it's a hectic schedule. Mm -hmm. Then they're traveling. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they're putting their bodies on the line day in, day out. And best case scenario is they go three years. Best case scenario is they go four years to get to re-graduate, go on to live a successful life or whatever their field of work is. Better scenario, more realistic for them being in that position is they stay three years and then they make, they get a contract in the NFL. Yep. All right. So let's say that happens. And when that happens, they're not guaranteed any money unless you're a first round, second or third round mm-hmm, draft pick. Mm-hmm. And even then second or third round, you always can get dropped in training camp. You know, there are a lot of mm-hmm. little things that play and you got to pay your manager. So that, you know, $2 million check after paying your agent and the, all the things that, you know, you try to take care of that might be like, one four, one five, which so, is not a lot of money. I'll play the devil's advocate here because I think that college kids should get paid to a certain point. I'll explain. I later think they should what, get paid, but lots of people bring up the fact of, oh, well, they're getting a full ride scholarship, or they're getting a scholarship of somehow like they're getting their, you know, their degrees paid for. Like, what would you say to that? That's well, what, I think people are forgetting that football is business, mm-hmm. and I think that if one of those kids get hurt. And he get drops a scholarship, mm-hmm. then what? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that scholarship's not honored, so then he's got to start from square one. He's got to start recruiting, and let alone he's injured, yeah. so no one may want him. So they're taking a sacrifice. What I think, I think probably the biggest thing. I think a good like middle ground for both sides of the party. I guess. Um, why don't you like give the kids a check after they're done, or you know, like do what? some like. So you played for four years. You didn't get drafted. Why don't you get a cut of all the money you've helped make? So for, give me a dollar amount. Team? I don't know a dollar amount. You know, I mean, it could be ten well, grand. It could be twenty grand. So let's see. Last know? year or two years ago, football revenued thirty-one million nine hundred twenty-four dollars mm-hmm. or nine hundred thousand twenty-four hundred fifty-four dollars. Mm-hmm. So how do we? How do you equate that to like a kicker who doesn't get drafted? What does I think he get, that, 30 grand? I think that you should just break it down team by team. So if Based on how know, much revenue you bring yeah, in. Yeah, so like Notre, Notre Dame players should get paid more than, I, I don't know, a small, you know, like, than Providence players. Okay, about, yeah, well, you yeah know, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but I think that um, there should be a middle ground for the NCAA players because I know that, like, a lot of the players, like, they come from bad homes. Like, they don't have the money at that time to necessarily do stuff. So like, why not bring the money in and have to fill out a form or something and get paid early, you know, like to like an incentive bring, almost. Yeah, I it's think, like an incentive. I almost, think for every, know? every year that NCAA athlete that plays a sport that brings in over mm-hmm. a million dollars a year mm-hmm. for every year of schooling, they complete with like a 3.0 GPA yeah. or above. Yeah. They should get like, 
a percentage just of like get something. Yeah, a percentage know? of I mean, something. Even like a be, share. Yeah. You know like, what I'm saying? Of like some I think there should be incentives because some of the biggest what's a some of the biggest uh corporate sponsors are AT&T, Capital One, Coca-Cola. I mean, where is this all this money going? To if it's not going to the players, like and the NCAA is fucking... a nonprofit as well, so yeah. they say, which is insane. Okay, so where is this money going? You know, like, you know like, I'm just saying it doesn't just go poof. You know, like, I'm sure the school has gets a lot of like the revenue, but yeah, the NCAA has like a clearinghouse process to like qualify mm-hmm. for a Division One athlete. Your SAT scores, ACT scores, and your GPA have to like match up. Yeah, and like that in itself, and you have to pay for this as like mm-hmm. a high schooler. I think the clearinghouse is like a process, which is already kind of. I just think that it'd be cool to, like, obviously see the players get paid either at the end or whatever, you know. Every time they complete a semester or a full year of school, throw them X amount of money. They have to, you know, get a 3.0 or, you know, a 2.5. But, like, there's just a lot of, I feel like, players that are really banking on this, you know, because they're coming from bad families from poor homes from stuff like that like well if you think about you... it the predominant amount of mcaa athletes in football mm-hmm. especially are african-american mm-hmm. or samoan or mm-hmm. mexican sort of like brown people for we'll just yeah. say we'll, yep. not to categorize them but we'll put them as like you know non-white people exactly perfect <laughs> so that by itself and like most not all but a good amount have come from these, like you said, like broken homes or hardship, like mm-hmm. communities or backgrounds yep. or what may have you. And I definitely think that plays a part. Like you said, these guys are trying to make it mm-hmm. and they're banking on this. They, yep. they need this because that's going to put their family in like settle yep. some of those everyday worries. Yep. And I don't think schools really account for that. I think for a division one players, you get like a $1,200 stipend every month. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, that's a good chunk of change if you're spending it correctly. However, for that type of lifestyle and always being on the road and stuff, yep. like, that does that's not a lot. Yep. Know, a lot of those guys may not live on campus. You mm-hmm. know, they live off campus, they gotta pay mm-hmm. rent, they still gotta eat, they still need clothes, like you know, yep. all these things play into account. So it definitely needs to be I think substantial should, to the amount. I think that there should be like a form or something where they can go to the board of the college and then go, you know, here's my living situation back home. My parents are making less than this amount of money. Well, that's like financial I am making that's a, a three point but then having a check to be able to just put directly in their account and then send home to the family or do something because, you know, yeah, they that's should another. Do that. They should do that with, like, uh, student loans. Like, how many, yep. like, an incentive for, like, student loans. And, like, you knock off, you can mm-hmm. knock off, like, a certain amount mm-hmm. by the time you graduate mm-hmm. based on your performance in school. Mm-hmm. That would probably superly, or probably help our uh, college debt problem. Yeah. That'd help a lot. I mean. Oh, my gosh. This Again, country will I'm, never stop much, having college debt. How much did the NCAA make? Shit, where is it? Damn. 31 mil, 32 million bucks. In like, a year. In the in year, year 2018 alone. Yep. Obviously, I'm guessing this year went down. Oh, for like, sure. But you saw like Nick Saban, who coaches Alabama. Mm-hmm. He got coronavirus. Yeah, did he? He did. Hmm. And they have one of the biggest games, I think it's against Georgia tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think Nick Saban coaches Oklahoma. What do you think about fans being allowed back in stadiums i think it's nuts it's crit how are you supposed are they getting tested or are they just like okay have fun i mean i don't know the protocols like mm-hmm. for i'm sure it's different everywhere. yeah i mean florida is completely open jacksonville had a full <laughs> fucking stadium 
dude. So yeah, I don't think it's insane. I don't think that's definitely the way. And we're putting these players at life, like they're still not yeah, getting paid. Like, so absolutely, but Nick Saban's got like a twelve million dollar a year salary. That's insane. Uh, that's unreal. Fucking unreal. Unreal. And his players are making shit. They're not making anything. You they're know, making like, dick, dude. Like they have. I'm guessing that a lot of them are going to the NFL, but still, you got to wait three years. A lot of them, dude. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So I think it's like a full football roster in college is like. 54 players. 54 players. Yeah, or All something. Right, Maybe it's a little bit more with like, I don't know if they have practice squads like the NFL. So let's do the over-under. We'll go over over 60. 60 yeah, I'm going to say about 60, I All would right. say. So out of that 60, four get drafted. Maybe. Maybe per year. Out of Maybe. a gen- I mean, Alabama probably has more. But I would say generally for every big college, I'd yeah. say probably about four. Four? Okay, four to, so yeah. Four to ten, I four would to say. Four to ten, that's a fair year. But still, that's that's still like, that's like a perfect year. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's those are hard to attain. Like those goals are hard to attain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with you. I think they definitely need to start forking over some cash. And the NCAA is a nonprofit. Just a doing joke. something just to help the families. I mean, I don't think that you know, like Zion Williamson when he was in college should be you know getting fifty thousand dollars a year. You know, that's just that's overkill. But like. <laughs> no, you but, know, but like but something, like yeah. Sending some home to his family just to be like, okay, here's what's going on. Why do you think that NBA players are allowed to go after one year, right? Yeah, well, I think is it now? Yeah, one year. one year. Yeah, they can't come they out of yeah. anymore. Why do you think that it's one year versus three years? Because I feel like a lot of you know NCAA players might be trying to bank on that. I feel like because the NBA has a longer schedule. Uh, I mean, bodies I, break down sooner. I mean, yeah, you, know you see mean? NFL players that are kind of peaking at, you know, 27, exactly. So like where NBA players peak at what? Probably 26, 25. No NBA players. I mean, LeBron's. What, yeah. 34, well, he's a conversation all his own, but like, no, you're not, you wrong. know, you see a lot of the mid tier to top tier level players well, the one being a little like bit younger. 30. No, you're not wrong. You know. I definitely think the, the knit and grit in football is a lot heavier on the body. Yeah. But because the season's so long, Playing that like mm-hmm. year round almost definitely breaks you down your body. Eighty two games is a lot of games, yeah. and that's just a season. That's not if you go into the playoffs and deep into the mm-hmm. playoffs, playing until man, that's another mm-hmm. twenty one plus games. Yeah. So, I definitely think that NBA players they're paid a lot more too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like max contract for NBA coming up with is like one hundred fifty million or something. A like lot, that, <laughs> which is nuts. Yeah. No one should have that much money. Yep. I mean, I understand why they're doing it because they were the best at what they do in the process for being drafted. Mm-hmm. And so the NBA is specifies and minute and complete, niched out. But yeah. it's they they would deserve it, I would think. Just like football players. What do you think about Russell Westbrook leaving eight grand? I commend him. I think that's... It pisses me off. Why? Because I think that NBA players are making way more. Why was Why weren't we seeing more of that happen? A lot of players donate to the communities that they're that they're uh, living in. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean, Kevin Durant built uh, basketball courts in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. LeBron James with the fucking. I'm not school. saying that. I mean, I think that's great and everything, but why? I mean, these people were taking care of them. They were, you know, I don't know if they were like cleaning their rooms and stuff, but they were like. Helping him make food. Like, why did we only see Russell Westbrook give $8,000? Well, that's only what we saw. So, I mean, there could have been more of that going around, I'm sure. Mm. I hope there was. I'm sure there was. With how much fucking money it's getting thrown around. They lost a lot of money this year, too. I mean. Yeah, but they're still making that contract. No, yeah, you're not wrong. No. I just hope that 
somebody steps up, a team, an organization, a player steps up and is like, here, well, you know have a lot more. You know you what know? a good thought, too, is Miami, or the bubble, Miami or Florida is that only place being utilized right now because the fight, the uh, fight island is coming there, mm-hmm. too. So that's like, if those, I'm sure they're getting paid over, you know, like their yeah. normal amount. Because it's a health hazard. Them yeah, I mean, you got to think. I'm guessing that they're being quarantined too. Absolutely, they have to. They have to the stay on the hotel players. as well. And they're the making a lot less than what NBA players are making. I'm, I, I I'm think hoping, they're making yeah. a lot less, but they're all probably making more than they normally would. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it should be a lot more. Yeah, but I don't. I think they're being well taken care of, and they're benefiting that a lot so. of pers- a lot of places aren't uh-huh. just because they're the only place doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope that they're getting taken care of. You know, no, me as well. Right. I think they definitely deserve it. But this year's been kind of weird. I mean, what do you think about all these rappers passing away? Oh man, Pop Smoke, freaking XX. Oh, I guess he died last year. XXX. Yeah, he Nipsey died Hustle. in 2018. But it just seems like these past, like, got year and a half, two years. I feel like we've been seeing a lot more of an increase of people overdosing or, or getting shot or doing stuff like that i mean it's just absolutely terrible like i wonder you know. if it's like the lifestyle that i mean obviously they're getting shot mm-hmm. sad to hear and sad to you know, talk about i think that's different so like well Missy hustle was shot and pop smoke yep so i feel i we're gonna get a lot of hate towards this i feel like but the rappers that were overdosing and doing all that like they did it themselves well, that's point. your opinion. I mean, that's my opinion. My opinion but... is that lifestyle probably is it's a lot of pressure, I would assume. Yeah. This is all speaking to me for me assuming. And I think that it's a lot of stress, it's a lot of Yeah, and that's yeah. probably not the healthiest way to cope with it, mm-hmm. but when you're in that lifestyle and you're in that industry and real friends are few and your circle is mm-hmm. bigger than it should be and they're a lot of these kids are like under twenty five. Oh, so, yeah, they're way under 25. They don't really have the experience and like, you know, they're not like the J. Coles or Kendricks who have mm-hmm. had that background who can, yeah. you know, push themselves in the industry. Yeah. I just think that's, it's the way they cope. Like yeah. Mac Miller, for instance, like, I didn't even think to DM Mac Miller one time, like, I hope you had a good day. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he probably could use that. I mean, yeah. I don't know the guy, but I'm sure like that will go a long way. I'm sure like they didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I'll text you like every now and just be like. I love you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that that is what they're, that's not their norm. Yeah. So I'm. I just get a lot sadder over the people that got shot because they didn't deserve it at all, I feel like. You know, like. No. You look at Nipsey, I mean, he got shot in front of his daughter. In his front of his store. In front of his store that he was making on the come up for people to work there, you know, that don't have anything else. He was creating this team. Yeah, shout out to Nipsey, man. Rest in peace. I just think, yeah, that Nipsey was a hard one. Nipsey was definitely tough. I didn't listen to him a lot. Nipsey was... You know, it was just like, after reading about everything he's done for his community... Oh my God, gave so much back. He put so many rappers on, too. Yep. And the sad thing about Nipsey was, I feel like he was just getting started. Like... Yeah. He he had like a following, but he was really just Mm -hmm. starting to like hone in on his craft. Yeah. I mean, he only had one or two albums that were like really blowing up he had a bunch of mixtapes yeah, he had a popular, bunch of mixtapes like but it was just yeah. getting huge you he know? was more he was starting to get international mm-hmm. but yeah I, I like Nipsey a lot he's 
he's definitely influential and like a big pillar of like the black community. Yeah. Because we just his music was different. Like it was a lot like a mix of a uh, like J Cole and like some of the younger yeah, guys. That we'll everything hear. that we loved to listen to. You know. Well, he just spoke to like real life experiences uh-huh. and like. As he saw more, I would guess, in life, like when we had Iliad on the show, mm-hmm. as uh, Nipsey started to do more, he started to rap more about different things, mm-hmm. and he started to build, like, his... He just started to build up his repertoire. How many... Do you have a good percentage of how many rappers that actually speak what they rap, actually have gone through what they rap, versus they're just doing it to look cool? I mean, well, what do you think that... I look at long. I look at rapper like good rapping through longevity. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm talking about all these rappers are like, oh, like you know, I shot a person. Like I do some of it's real drugs every. I mean, like what's the what's the percentage of real yeah, do you bullshit? Know what the yeah, real versus bullshit. I think exactly. you can never really know because we're not ever there. Yeah, I definitely think there's rappers like if we're gonna just call rappers and be like, this is what it is. I definitely mm-hmm. would say from my perspective, NBA young boys probably like. The one who talks about the shit he does, mm-hmm. and like he's for it, like Lil yeah. Durk, like yep. those guys, like. But they like they've actually been living. But you can hear what like the, actually, yeah, yeah, but you, you can, can hear it. You can hear the pain and yeah. the suffering of actually. Suppose a, like a fucking six nine or fucking what's the little pump or yeah. those guys who like, talk about stupid believe, shit. Yeah, like I don't I, believe a lot of the rappers that are really talking about what they're doing or what they say that they're doing. You know, no. like like shooting people and chopping them up and throwing them in the river you know I mean, like it's just it's, it's not far-fetched like depending on where you come from yeah like, so. certain places that's you know it's not mm-hmm. out of the ordinary mm-hmm. it's not normal but do you think I, it's i just think that a lot more rappers are talking more smack than they are actually than oh yeah actually lived it do you think that's true? i would say a lot of the younger rappers i don't think any of the older rappers yeah i mean i'm like but that just goes to like what they're rapping about again mm-hmm. you know I never hear Big Sean or J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar or fucking Drake yeah. talking about shooting somebody. Yeah. They're talking about fucking getting bitches, going to weeds, like going places in the mm-hmm. world, smoking, mm-hmm. you know, goals, hit two mil, like, you know, like, yeah. they're speaking to accolades, like, speaking things of existence. Yeah. The younger guys, they're just speaking to what sells, sex sells, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Money, guns, and drugs. Yep. Who do you think's going to be the next, like, come up, you think? My next come up vote? Yep. Would probably be Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich? Yeah, I like Roddy Rich. He's been out for a little while now. He's been out for, I mean, I'm new to his music like in this last six mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. I listened, started listening to him one day. He was on that track with Nipsey. Yeah. Uh, in the middle, yeah. I like the uh, Baby, Little Baby. Mm-hmm. I like Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. I like those guys. I mean, I don't yeah. really have a good, I'm a couple people too. I'm a very like bougie music guy. I like what I like to listen to. He likes the hits. Yeah, I, I love the hits. He doesn't like the nitty and gritty stuff. I like the nitty but... gritty, but like, I like the old school, like, American, like, Hall mm-hmm. Notes kind of music. Yep. Like, that shit gets my day going. Yeah. I love Hall Notes, John Mayer, those kind of guys. Yep. Well, I really like finding people that have one good hit, you know? I mean, like, back to, I don't know, like, Lil Skies, you know? Like, Lil Skies is dope. Lil Skies had a couple good, like, very good songs, and I was like, okay what is he about like i'm not gonna say i found him from the absolute beginning by no. far you know but i like to go back and be like okay this is like i can see his transition to be the person he is today for me you know? i think i like little skies because i heard him on Wiz song with khalifa who i fucking i fucking dig yeah. this shit you know we used to watch Wiz's like blog or vlog every fucking what? Every, every day 
every day. Yeah, no we lie. used to watch that shit like before practice, just on repeat. Before practice, but yep. you know. <laughs> no, I love, but I think that's like how I also find about the new generation rappers, is I'll hear them on like the guys mm-hmm. that I constantly listen to, mm-hmm. constantly listen to like their new songs, and they'll be featured on them. Yeah, and then I'll just kind of like yep. branch out from there. Yep. That's how I go too. Like I find you know a rapper that has one or two really good songs and then if they have a feature from like a really old song of theirs i go on to them and i go yeah. pretty deep into the music and i'm sure that's know? i'm sure that's how like most music is discovered for people like yeah. people just like us like yep. you hear a song radio you like and then you'll find it here again mm-hmm. and then you'll listen to that artist and yep. then artists that they perform with their feature on tracks and yep. you'll start to listen to those guys and that's just how you branch out your musical library yeah. no for sure um but yeah, guys, we're going to take a, a quick break here. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom and grab another beer. So we'll see you back here in a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, and we're back. Still oh, rocking. Yeah. Still rocking with the big wave golden ale. Still good. What do you got over there, Al? I got a strawberry wheat. Oh, Local man. brewed. Not bad from uh, Highlander. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually, man. It's a nice light summer beer. Mm-hmm. I love it. Only 5%. 18 IBUs. Wheat ale. Brewed with stra- uh, strawberry flavoring. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not and the bad. can's got... It's like a pinup girl with like a <laughs> calligraphy H. Yeah. It's awesome. I I've always liked Highlander. They have a lot of really good IPAs. They've got some bomb pizza. Yeah. If yeah. you're ever in Missoula, Montana, Highlander, check them out. Good home, good home pizza. Mm-hmm. Good gear. Yep. Good beer. There you go. Great venue too. Holy moly. Yeah, really good venue. So Al, do you think people are born good or evil? I think people are born good. Why is that? Because I like to get everyone the benefit of the doubt. Everyone does stupid shit. Yeah. I think people become bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like any recipe that you do this, you become bad. I think there's something in like life where the way you rea- react to it is like a make or break moment, you know? That's why I think that for me, I think people are born evil. I mean, you look at little babies, man. Like, they're little assholes. Like, toddlers like- will come over and just like whack you in the dick, you know? Like, that's because they don't know anything, do they? That's so, what I'm so saying. Young. So they're born evil. No, they're not. And then born you gotta evil. teach them. You gotta teach them. If anything, they're born ignorant. You can't do that, fucking Frank, dude. Like, (laughs) you can't be knocking over beers. If you name your baby Frank, I swear to God. Not naming the baby Frank. You name that goddamn baby Frank, Kobe. (laughs) Frank Lucas? Oh, God. That Scout's middle name is Frank, or is Lucas. But. Wait, Lucas is Scout's middle name? Yeah. Oh, that's epic. Yeah, no, it's sick. That's huh? fucking epic. But no, I just think that people are born evil, honestly, because you have to teach them right from wrong, and they just know wrong. They think it's fucking funny. I think saying they're born evil is a tad harsh. Born bad. I don't. I think born that, mean. I don't think. I don't think any of those words describe how you're born. I think you're born. You're born, and you have all the room to learn. Yeah. What you learn is. Okay, well, of, what about a two-year-old? Do you think that they're generally evil or good? I mean, I think I know a mix of both. I know some two-year-olds who are a little harder to be around. I've known other two-year-olds. more bad two-year-olds and good two-year-olds. Let's say that. Well, I mean, I have a cousin named uh, 
<laughs> named Riley back home. He's my auntie Casey's nephew. Uh huh. And for some reason, I don't know why everyone used to call Riley like, <laughs> just like. Not a bad kid, but just, like, mischievous. He's a bad kid, he sounds but, like. No, Riley's awesome. He grew up to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, athletic, charming, polite, like, humble. Like, all the aspects he didn't show when you would, like, hear him in conversation when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. He, ris- he rose, like, past all those things and became a great human being. Yeah. So I don't think those words describe how you're born. I think you're born and educated and ignorant. If I'm going to say, like, anything, like, controversial, mm-hmm. that would be how I would say it. Yeah. Evil harsh because we have some fucking evil people like hitler fucking evil yeah but do you think he was like i don't know what kind of home he grew up in did he grow up in a good home or I, well it doesn't seem like it but i don't what know I'm saying i mean but some yeah. people so yeah i guess i could see where some people just have that evil in them yes like i think that's probably a better way to say it families have to yeah maybe evil's not the right word but i think that families need to teach the kids that they're there's good out there. They gotta teach them right from wrong, you know, because all they know is wrong. I feel like, or they've just seen more wrong than good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we're pretty good examples of that. Like we came from completely different upbringings. Yep. However, yep. we're still good people. We yep. would think, at least, you know. I'd hope so. I'm so, kind of an asshole, but and I was gonna say, and like <laughs> most of my close friends would probably tell you the same thing about yeah, me. But so like, it's not like a vendetta. You asshole. know, you're one of like I feel one of my best friends. I mean. I've never really seen you very upset or, you know, like, angry or mad. Like, you're always pretty chill, you know? And, like, you've never really done anything wrong. I try to stay even kill, but it's got a lot to happen. A lot lot to deal with uh, moving to Montana. Yeah. I feel like, like we've said before, Montana definitely humbles you. It definitely shows you what's real versus what's fake i feel like oh, yeah you definitely well you see a lot of not a lot i hate i don't want to say like more hard-working people here but i you see more authenticity yeah for a small town i'd say so you know yep a lot I'd of people have like so. the jobs like real blue collar work like yep. is done in this town like yep. brewing beer like living in a town with like there are a bunch of breweries like brewing beer is a grueling job mm-hmm. endless hours mm-hmm. like a real know-how on, like, scientific grasp yeah. on, like, chemistry and knowing how to, like, brew beer, like, healthily. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that takes time, but it's not, like, a killer-paying job, and there's not a lot of credit in it. Yeah. You know what like, I'm saying? If you take a week off, fuck, you can't take a week off, I feel like. No. You know? Because, like, well, I mean, you can, but you'd have to be learning as you're on that week off still, because it changes yes, so rapidly. It, yep. So I definitely think Montana has, like, a lot of those authentic, authentic jobs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've also got... Some real dickheads here. Yeah, that's you know, true. but that's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're never gonna get away from bad people. I no. feel like. But Win- winter's coming, dude, and that winter makes me is stoked. Coming, snowboarding, back on. I love it. I can't wait. Um, me and Kobe are planning to do a ride every month. Every, every month. Two, every every week. Every week. Fuck every you, week week. We're doing podcast on Fridays and snowboarding Shredding on Saturday. Yep, podcast Friday, snowboard Saturday, bro. I am so excited. I'm going to start recording up in low. That we can just leave right from there. Yeah, that's fine. We can do hey, that. Hey, girl, hey. Come spend the night. Dude. And then I can wake you up when you're hungover. It's all, it's all good. I love Just like the now. good old days in just college. like the good old days. We so, wake up Sunday. So I, well, me, Albert, and our, like, brother CT, we all did a uh, a class, a snowboarding class. UGF yep. had this, you know, cool thing where you could go up there 
either on Saturday or Sunday and you would be able to snowboard. They would provide you with a, a lift ticket and, um, you know, right, like rental gear if you needed it. The whole nine yards. The, everything. It was included too. It was included. Everything. Yep. I think it was like 200 bucks for, for the class or something. Yeah, it was killer discount. Yeah, no. So I think you had to go up there like eight times and take a class. And Albert, I feel like, needed it a little bit. I feel like he helped it. But for me, like, I've been snowboarding for like 19 years. Yeah, COVID 20 just years went of there my life. To like, like have I just a free went there. Snowboarding pass. Literally, I just went there to have fun and like, teach my buddies something new you know but during the last couple weeks i ended up like hurting my shoulder oh yeah i remember (laughs) right and so i ended up getting a b in that class a b really dude yes i got a b in that fucking class you get a b in a snowboarding class out of everybody me well i'm sorry to say i'm not proud of you i was so upset well it's because i couldn't go because i hurt my shoulder like yeah I should have just emailed the teacher and be like, look, I know how to snowboard, thanks. Can I have an A? Like, I don't think I got an A. I think I got a B, too. Everybody. Well, me, you, and CT all got Bs because, was, we, uh, because I would always drive up. Oh, yeah. that's And then when you stop going, we stop going. going. You guys stop going. <laughs> Kobe would you literally know, just like, round us up Sunday morning. Like, Saturday night could be a total shit show. Kobe yep. go home like two hours earlier than everybody. We'd be like, see you in the morning. Like, 7 a.m. I'd be like knocking Knock on the doors, doors like, like guys, you know it's time to go. Like, <laughs> He'd be like let's go. Like, like, okay, right. let's get going. But... Big Sean, all the way up to the yep, mountain. Yep. And then we just shred all day. So me and Albert would hang out like the night before, and we would like drink, and we would always buy like a little twenty sack. <laughs> Do you remember that, Al? <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so we used to always like buy a twenty sack for the night, and we'd be like. Okay, this weed for tonight. Yeah, we'd have to separate this it. This weed for tomorrow. Kobe used to take, we had this little J box. It literally said J on it. J A Y. Kobe, Kobe would roll up like three or four. We'd play NHL for like six hours straight. And we'd roll up a fuck ton of joints. And Kobe would take like half of just be like, I'll see you tomorrow. And the little J box would just appear throughout the day. Like, yep. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> we're here again. He'd be like, I'm going to this lift. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Halfway up. Smoked it. It's like, ooh, ooh stop it. Boy. Yeah. Like, we just roll one up and Kobe be like, or roll, Kobe roll them up and then just, they just appear. It was amazing. It'd be like, we'd be able to like have like eight joints total. And like a six seemed, hour period with yeah, lunch. So it was like the best like man day ever. I remember the last like two times we went, you would bring like a bottle of fucking Jameson and shit. Like, Me and Colton would like switch off random yes, between like, Fireball and yep, Jameson. Yeah. Yep. I would never do that because I always had to drive and it I seemed d- like both of these fuckers would always like pass out. Oh, we used to be so dude. tired. Like, My like, first time driving up like the mountain snowboarding all day and then driving back was right after I got that Beamer mm-hmm. and I didn't, do, I didn't do it since because it's such a long day and the time dude. you get off, you're just tired. I, I can, I thank you. For it those. was always, I'll be honest, there was, like, a couple times where I was like, I'm going to fucking fall asleep. I believe like, it, dude. I am Andy not. Andy smoked all day. I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, yeah, and then, dude. Those, remember we were taking those online classes and we had to come back to the library? Oh, yeah. We used to go. Dude. So we get back from snowboarding on some days and it's, like, 6 o'clock. We go to the cafeteria, the calf, 
and I closed at like seven. Yeah, we'd have so to we like just make grab it. dinner. We would always just make it. It would be in the library till like nine thirty. We were poor guys. Like, poor doesn't even didn't, explain like, it. We were. We beyond. knew where I we were basically homeless with uh, we knew where our, sports. We knew where our priorities were, <laughs> obviously, and the marijuana that we would smoke. Yeah, dude, it was. Um, we didn't. Oh, it was miserable. No, but it was. I again, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I remember one time. Um, CT went up with like his girly friend or whatever and so he was like driving they were like driving together and then it was just you and me and I remember I went up there oh, with like yeah, a quarter of a time. tank dude because oh, I had no yeah. money I had no money to put in my gas tank and I was too embarrassed to like like tell Al like I need money so I was just like yeah I was just like fuck it and we just went dude and we barely made it to this no. fucking one little... You told me. Oh, no, you told me on the way down. Yes, I was like, Albert, I don't think we're going to make it. I'll be honest with you. I hope that, I remember, CT, yeah. that CT and his girly friend is behind us because we're going to need a ride home. I remember. And we ju- we barely... We made it on fumes to this one little shithole. <laughs> yeah, where we saw town, our dude. assistant coach. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. This thing is said, what's up, boys? How's it going, Al? Kobe, hit 10 for me. Ten, like the middle of a bar. Like, it was gross. Oh, it was awful. I almost threw up because how dirty it was. Oh, it was brutal. Dude, that was that was a fun trip. That was. Because that was the same day where it was like negative 20 the first part of the day. And then just powder, bluebird, So Sunday. everybody left. Oh. And so it was really just like probably 10 people on the mountain total. That's when uh, Mike and that gear instructor. So we had two different instructors, Mike and then... Kobe had, like, his own instructor because he was just too fucking good for us. I would always try to go with you guys until he was like, no. You get to go shit. with somebody else. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. like, the reason I took this class was literally to, like, snowboard with just us. snowboard with you guys. And he's like, nah, like, That was the go. day we did it together, though. Like, we yeah, all so was, like, a big yep. five group that day. Yep. And they took us down some shit, like, backside, frontside, Cumberland <laughs> <I>, trees. Whoo! <laughs> Shout out to Showdown Mountain. I'm surprised that you didn't wreck more. You like you and CT were getting like the hang of it, and I we know, we like, got a lot better by the end. This last yeah, time so I went snowboarding with you at the disco, though. Yep, dude, it wasn't even hard keeping up with you. It was hard keeping up with Scout, dude. Oh my god, Scout is a skier. He's oh a goddamn skier. God. But he's but an eight-year-old skier. He's eleven by now, but he this was like eight, eight at yeah, the time. Eight, nine. And this dude was—he's the best skier I've ever seen. He just by skis around you far, but yeah, I'm stoked for winter to come, dude. Like I'm Winter's sad. Good. Uh, again, I, I I say it because I always think that I'm a winter rat, you know. Well, and I don't really like too. I don't really like summer because how hot it is. But now I'm like thinking about it, like damn. Summer flew by. Summer flew by. Like I can't like smoke fucking meat anymore. Like no, nah, I can't. Well, do you can, any of you that. You can definitely stuff. smoke meat. Like if you go up to uh, Georgetown and uh, you can ice fish for a uh, kokanee. No, nah, and you can dude. smoke some salmon. I'm talking to no like. Smoking for like eight hours, dude. Could, like during oh, the summer, nice, dude. Yeah. You need like a good brisket for that, dude. Yeah, dude. During the so well, it's hunting season, so you could smoke some uh, elk. Dude, we picked up a cow. We picked up fucking you can't smoke cow, dude. No, we picked up half of a cow, packed or cut, packed, wrapped. Dude, I'm definitely about to need some burgers, and bro. Dude, I can get you some some deer burgers. Yeah, dude. Shit ton of those. Dude. I need some. Did Chad have an elk? No, he hasn't oh. got an elk. It was from last year. Oh, word. Yeah, I need some but burgers. But it's dude. like super good, like burgers for those of you who don't know what game meat is so montana is a super big or not super big super big <laughs> hunting state and albert's had one too many already we're still no, only like halfway I'm, through the podcast i'm just getting my I'm just getting started baby <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> no, but it's a really big hunt state, so you can hunt elk, antelope, uh, muley deer, whitetail, uh, cow, yeah, cow moose, beer, or bears, <laughs> bear, not beer. <laughs> but to eat, definitely, it's different. You it's, only want to eat elk, muley, whitetail, you antelope. Can, it all depends on where the animal is. If I'm the not animal, eating any bear, bro, dude, if the animal is eating like berries and like grass and stuff like that it's super good dude if an animal's eating like shitty food it's not gonna be good well i mean i wouldn't try to kill that animal that's like not really like a good looking animal yes but like it's all about like the regions you know like some animals are like you can tell a muley deer up on the western side of montana versus a muley deer on the eastern side they taste so much different you know just because what they're eating taste no for sure um and that's tough. Earth, some people earthy see, and like gritty, like yeah. It's like some people really enjoy it and some people don't. And for me, it just depends on where they're shot and what they ate. No, know? absolutely. That's one thing I actually haven't really like taken into account. I definitely mm-hmm. had a elk from like eastern and like western Montana. Yep. And the taste it's is different. almost oh my gosh. I mean, you can't even like this is completely different. It's, yeah, it's like taking almost like tasting like a Kobe beef and like a grassfed burger. Not even that. It's like tasting tasting Kobe beef versus like a shitty cow that you tried to raise on your own. Big Bertha. Yeah, a homemade grass fed burger. Yeah. But yeah, hunting season in Montana, winter. That's like, winter's probably one of the best seasons to live in well, Montana. Well, fuck, winter's nine months out of the year, it seems like. Yeah, you're you not know? fucking kidding, dude. Like, and it seems like it's getting later, you know? like This year was about this time last year when we got winter. Winter definitely comes in waves like we'll have like that first big snow where it mm-hmm. sticks mm-hmm. and then from there are just kind of downhill yeah and like weather yeah they start hitting like the negatives or oh, the God. wind chills up that was you know? the worst thing in great falls was like when it was like negative 10 and negative the wind 32 chill my first would year. come up and it'd be like negative 50 my first year in college i moved to great falls it was literally the coldest place on earth yep negative 30 degrees dude they like sent out a big like mass email and they were like Please don't stay outside for more than like three minutes and make you sure will die. and make sure to like cover up because you're gonna get hypothermia. Like that's like, so dude, yeah. that's gnarly. Going to Mont- going to school in Montana is different. Mm-hmm. Living in Montana is even different. <sighs> Shit. The one thing I don't like about Montana is the roads in the winter. Dude. It's probably the drivers who own the roads. Oh god! If everybody drove like me, everything would be fine. But not many people drive like me. No one drives. Be like me. on the right side of the road people unless you're passing it this, pisses me off when the, i see little old fucking granny on driving the around lane. in the fast lane just, just, just chilling going just like chilling, 70 dude. no it's going like 55 i'm not even the speed limit not, no like that's what pisses me off if you're going 70 like on the fast lane like you're okay you're passing those people you're going 55 on the left side of the highway no get, the get fuck out off. of the way people. get an uber please do you think Montana, what what city what city would you compare Montana to, or Missoula where we are? What city? Huh? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, as well, in as weather as wise, the, or is like all around? I would say because you know we've around, been we've dude? traveled just playing across quite a few cities together. There was I feel like that one place in Canada seemed pretty chill. Where we were up there? Uh, where were we? Where, Not where, Vancouver. Were we? I think we might have been Vancouver. Oh no, boys to BC. British Columbia. Yes. I remember the, um, the hashtag. <laughs> that seemed kind of cool, I feel like. Definitely I, a lot bigger. You know, I don't think there's really anything like Missoula. You know, I feel like the closest place would be like Boise, Idaho. 
Or Berkeley, California. I've never been to Berkeley, okay. so I can't tell It's you. a lot like Boise. Is it? Yeah. Very similar. Not as much uh, like um, like buildings and stuff, mm-hmm. but like big college town, but it's also got like a lot of cool shops yeah. and like little good food places. I feel like, like, like restaurants. Bo- or Missoula's going to be Boise in like eight years. And Park City like, in 10? Yes. Like, like way, way cooler? Yeah, but I just... Boise's such a cool place, and... I've thought about moving down there a few times. Like that's where my girlfriend's from. Boise's got to make weed legal. They will. Idaho's got to legalize weed. You want to know if I if I was president of the United States, you want to know what I would do? Legalize weed. First thing I would do. Legal. It's a, such a good. It's a the, tax. From the taxes, dude. From the taxes, you make so much. You look at the places like twenty-one uh, million dollars annually in yes, for certain uh, states. Plus, you're adding jobs. You're adding businesses. It's a good economy like booster. That. It's a great economy booster. And Why? no one dies from weed. I've never heard of someone overdosing on weed. Have you? No. no. I don't. I don't think. I'm sure there can be a habit where weed's probably not great for you. However, not however, but I think that if we were gonna get behind one drug as like a economy, mm-hmm. weed is the one to it's do. It's a it. hell of a it's lot all better cash than business. Like, <laughs> oh my god, right? You know? It's all cash business. Like. It's a good the business model for it having like weed shops or some like fucking grocery stores these days. Yeah, it's like me and Al, we numbers. smoked we smoked a lot of pot back in college. Like we would we literally smoked, do we it two like two times a day. Yeah, it's like two to three times a day. And then I stopped cold turkey, and it's not like I'm a, I was addicted to it at all. Like I didn't need it. You know, I I feel like some people might be addicted to it. It might be needed for some people, but for me personally. Like you I was just cold able turkey a few to times stop. That I've I can, known you. Yeah, I can pretty much cut cold turkey anytime I want with anything. That's like yeah, I was thinking you had your Dr Pepper kick or your soda you know, kick for a I while. I think I feel like that kind of stuff is kind of fun to me. I'll be honest it's with you. It's a good challenge. Yeah, so it's just like okay, I don't want to like drink Dr Pepper anymore. Okay. Then this guy moved to fucking iced teas. It's the worst week <laughs> of my life. He's fucking grumpy people. I have been drinking more Dr Pepper. He gave up. No, I haven't necessarily he gave given up. up. You guys heard it here first. He gave up. I'm not going to say I've given up, but, like, dude, I used to literally, like, drink, like, seven to eight cans of Dr. Pepper a day. Oh, DP plus, a day? Plus a 44-ounce from, you know, the gas station twice a day. Dude, no, I dude, used you're to not be lying. straight up addicted to it. And now, like, yes, if I, like, decide to go through a fast food place, like, I feel like I can have a Dr. Pepper. You know, like. A fresh Dr. Pepper is the best. It's pretty good. It's, not, it's bad. not bad. Like, I had one today, I'll be honest with you. It's fucking tasty, wasn't it? You know, it? but I haven't had one this, you know, entire week well, before then. You know, so it's just the, it was fun for me. routine and need. But I stopped drinking it completely for three weeks straight. You know. Yeah, also different. Yep. But what do you think of all these, like, like self-driving fucking cars and shit, dude? I think they're fucking crazy. Like Tesla and what? Are, what I are think they look the cool. They look cool. There's something that completely different. Actually, I don't think that they're safe. Yeah. Not where we so. live. No. If not I saw a self-driving car like heading up to like Discovery or like a snowball hill, it'd be scary. It'd dude. be terrifying. I wouldn't trust the car. I don't think I could ever trust the car. There's no. I feel when you're driving in Montana. Especially during the winter season, it's a lot of instinct, mm-hmm. and I don't think a car can compute that. On, like, a moment's notice. No, they couldn't. I mean, it'd have to be pretty deep. And there's a couple of cars. We got a list, little list here. So, top cars with autopilot features for 2020. We got four different Tesla models. Cadillac CT6, 
a Kia, an Audi, a Beamer, Audi, a Benz, a Nissan Rogue, Infinity, and Volvo. The Avlov. Uh, dude, Volvos are probably the sexiest dad car. Yes. If Volvos I had a Volvo as a dad, I'd drive a Volvo van. Volvos are awesome. But, Volvos? like, you see a lot of the newer, like, God, I know, like, mine doesn't, but, like, even from, like, 2016, it seemed like there was always, like, that autopilot feature where, like, if you were, like, veering off a little or bit, delaying. it would, like automatically like steer you back the a little lane bit. corrector like, i think I, it, I think that's a that's definitely cool. a nifty I mean, piece of technology yes it's it's a cool idea for sure you know but, but giving a car full control of a car while not, not driving it. no what do you think of so a couple weeks ago california the governor i believe yeah, said Newsom? maybe i'm not sure but yeah, they the, said that there was going to be no more gas powered yeah. cars in california by like 2035 or 2045, I can't remember. It was something like that. It was pretty soon. I think it's something we need to seriously look at. Do you? Well, I mean, look at the way the climate is going. Mm-hmm. I think that the CO2 mark that we're putting on, or the carbon footprint that we have on the uh, the Earth, just with all of like the things we're putting in the environment, mm-hmm. cars is such a big part of it because they're used by most Amer- most people. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 95% of people have So we'll say cars, like one out of every yeah. four family has a car worldwide. One out of a worldwide. I don't know about worldwide. I well, mean, I mean, it's a... It's a worldwide thing, I would say. So but, some say one out of four families worldwide. Mm-hmm. I, that's my estimation. Yeah, I'm sure I don't it's know. different. But I'd say one, one car does a lot of damage. I think if we can start to move towards something electric or solar paneled or some type of different oil how are you supposed to tell me that i can't drive my truck anymore i'm not saying don't drive your truck i'm saying well, I'm, find just, a, like, I'm saying that we need to make a truck a truck should be innovative that has a different solution of energy so we're not pumping like gas into the i think that earth. i mean all these vehicles that we listed before i feel like are all pretty damn expensive vehicles too I mean, they got to be over thirty grand at least. And you can only pay for Teslas in cash. Yeah, you definitely that. I mean, that's kind that's a hundred thousand dollars. I've car. thought about purchasing a Tesla before. I think Teslas are good cars, but I also think that at that time you're paying for the, the name. We're not paying for an actual car that does something no. good. No. You're paying for stature. You know what I'm no, saying? Yeah, for sure. I but. think that we are innovate. Hopefully, innovation will take us to that. This isn't a problem mm-hmm. anymore, but. Where there's a problem, there's profit, and that's the big thing. I just think that lots of families can't purchase these vehicles. You know, a they're, lot of they're way out. Of, I mean, they're way out of the price point where, you know, the three thousand dollar, you know, nineteen ninety six Civic they can purchase. Yeah. You know, like how are you supposed to tell these people that, you know, they can't drive these cars anymore? That I, I feel like something has to change. There has to be a reasonably priced vehicle. I feel like there's always going to be. They are reasonably priced price vehicles. They're just not electric, and they're not good on gas. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, I mean, yeah, if, absolutely. If somebody's saying that there's going to be no more gas-powered vehicles, are provide they going to they gonna provide the, all the people a car? No, but that's they're the problem not. with politics. They say things that people like, Yep. and there's no solution on how to actually get it done. I especially don't think that's going to happen in Montana. Not in San Francisco. Oh, or in San Francisco or Montana. I think that there's too many people that are driving the old... You know, 1996 Dodge, you know, But a lot of people also, well, the thing about Montana is, too, we don't even, I think there are, like, five major states that make up for half the population in the United States. Yeah. So, Montana not being one of those states, more animals or cows, literally, mm-hmm. than people here. 
our carbon footprint is smaller because per capita we have little we have less people. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that here is a problem per se, not yet. Yeah. But as we continue to grow, that'll definitely with more people moving into Montana though. What do you think of all that? I mean, I feel like you moved speaking, in. From, yeah, but speaking because I moved in. I mean, but you I like were. It. it was also. I mean, you were eighteen. I don't think that. No, I was twenty-one when I moved here. Or twenty-one. Or 21 when I moved to but Missoula. still, you were you were a kid at that point. You know. No, like, yeah, I definitely saw some growing. Like I look at you differently than I look at the the people who are thirty-five to forty years old, going, "Oh, we moved to Montana because it looked cool." No, you yeah, know? you're not like, wrong. Like I look at them, like, "Oh, wow, why?" I you think know? that. Give, living in Montana has definitely opened my eyes to a lot, and that's why when people move here, I don't tend to care. Mm-hmm. I just tend to get to know. I just try on. to look on the positive, like, well, that's more people that are going to walk into my shops and purchase stuff. I'm just a good yeah, friend, you know. You never know who you'll meet. I, I don't have know. any problem with people moving, as long as they're not trying to like escape coronavirus and just move here because it's fucking cheap. Well, I think that's what a lot of people are doing, though, at this point. What I mean? And that's, I mean, there's been a, quite a few people that are walking into my shops going, oh, I just moved here from California. Where can I go ride? And it doesn't necessarily, like, it, it leaves me kind of angry. You know, it leaves Why? me a little bit upset. Because Why? this is just such, like, a, it's a different area. And when people from like California. outsiders? Yes, when outsiders come in, they want to change it so it was like they were before, you know? No, I hear you. And that's, it might, I might be completely wrong. No, but you could be completely but right. I hear you. I just feel like there's so many people that are moving in, they're like, oh, now I want to change this to be like. Well, I think given know, COVID time, it's given people a lot more to think about, and maybe that's them moving towards a better lifestyle, mm-hmm. which involves moving to a place like this. I mean, Idaho, Wyoming, some parts of Washington are very similar, mm-hmm. but we're pretty much one of those states that has that consistency of like you know good people, good things yeah. to do, yeah, kind of like a good culture. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come Don't here. Don't come it's here. Awful. It's terrible. I'm just. I can't wait for all the people that have moved here to like have a winter. I hope it's fucking terrible. Oh, that's year. gonna determine. Dude, I love it. I can't wait till it's like negative twenty here with wind chill. Oh, with wind chill. That would make me move. I mean, fuck. That's terrible. Walking outside and your clothes just mm-hmm. immediately tighten up. It's like, oh my god, it hits your face. During the summer, I uh, or during the winter, I walk my dog in my snowboarding boots. Oh god, dude. Well, I mean, bro, it's icy outside. It's cold. Dude, you're wearing your snowboarding boots. Those things are like not comfortable at all. Mine are. Yours are. Those burden ones. Are yeah. you able to like move your ankle? Yeah. Are you? Well, not really, but I mean. Enough. Yeah, it's... I feel like all the snowboarding boots that I've had are, like, very dangerous. Yeah. Because they don't really have a bottom on them. Like, oh, they're these not, are good. like, flexible at all. Like, No, I've definitely broken these ones in. I've had, like, two, two or three seasons with these ones. I'm a sissy. I hate, like, breaking stuff in. And I don't, like, give it the time to actually... That's the only way to get used to nice, something, dude. dude. No, I'm, that's I'm, the only like, way to get used I'm about to ready something. to look at another set this year. Just because oh fuck God. it. No more boa technology, eh, guys? I hate the boa technology. Boa technology is sick. My feet are so thin, though, that I can't get them tight enough. I mean, they get really tight around the calf, but around some... my feet, they just don't work. Maybe you just need some bigger socks, man. I need some bigger socks that go from my feet up, and then they become thin again? Well, no, you just need longer, thicker socks. No, Albert, because then the thick socks is going to be up by the calf, and I'm still not going to be able to get it tight enough. I think you're just bitching, dude. I might be bitching. <laughs> They're bitching, also man. way too big for me. 
They're like size 12. So well, dude, like that, that's the problem. Okay, so here we go, guys. <laughs> now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of actually actually problem. talking about, yeah. Buy well, smaller shoes. Yeah, pretty much. What was one of your favorite times of college? Favorite time in college? Yep. Probably fucking finishing, so I don't have to be there anymore. Uh, anything, huh? I don't I want think... to talk. No, no, no. Like, I want to hear some 1808 stories. Oh, like... no. Um, Probably the first week with Josh. So I moved down to Montana my first year, and then I lived with my buddy Moser. And then the second year I lived there, we lived in this house, or this apartment, school housing called 1808. <laughs> 1808 was the address. And for some reason, it just fucking stuck. Anywho... I moved in with our good buddy, Josh, who's one of my fucking groomsmen. He's going to be on the podcast. Too. Yeah, he'll be here when he's coming yeah. on. Yep. And I moved in there with him. In our first week, he picked. I flew into Seattle. He lived on Camino Island. He picked me up. We drove to Billings to drop something off to his girlfriend at the time. Just fucking miserable, like an extra four hours. <laughs> he couldn't even like drop you off at Great Falls. No, what dude. He dick. fucking was like, we're going. What an ass. And then <laughs> we fucking, another three hours, finally get to Great Falls. We got a you awful shit, two dogs, like the recipe for disaster in college. We had it all. So the first night we get there, I think Al Plant comes over, Tristan comes over, I don't know, a couple other guys, and we just get wasted. <laughs> and it was good welcoming home. So second day, we, his dad built us this bar, and we uh, sanded it down, stained it. And then once again, we got absolutely trashed. The third day. Surprising. Not not really until the third day starts. The third day I woke up, worse hangover, and we had nothing to eat in the house. Like, we hadn't even gone out. We hadn't left 1808 since we had moved. And I wake up, and all we have is beer and macaroni and cheese. I'm like, well, this is breakfast. So I'm sitting there, made on macaroni and cheese, got my bush latte, and I'm sitting on our couch that's in front of our house. <sighs> And our fucking neighbor comes over. In she, front of your house. In front Sorry, of my house. Funny. And, our, and our fucking neighbor comes over. She's like, are you drinking beer and macaroni and cheese for breakfast? <laughs> and I'm like, well, we had nothing else. She's like, you should really go to the grocery store. That same day, I ended up passing out on my lawn. Like a Hawaiian t-shirt. For like four straight hours. I don't know how it happened. I don't know to this day. All I've seen are pictures. I have no recollection. But boy... If those walls could talk, holy shit. We got fined 2700 bucks a piece. Makes sense. To move out. They were like... I'd fine you more. <laughs> it, it cost us to move out of that house. Ugh. That's so funny. Squishy carpets. And oh, God. Yeah, it makes sense. They should murals. charge you way more. Oh, it was brutal. Good times, though. A lot of memories. One of my favorite times was my sophomore year of high school. So, I like just broke up with my girlfriend and... She was very controlling mm. over me. Like, so I didn't really have fun my freshman year, I'd say. Like, not as much fun as my sophomore year. No, my yeah. sophomore year, I definitely, like... Ventured out a little more. Ventured out and had fun, you know. <laughs> I met one too many girls. Like, you know, had stuff like that. But it was just me and three other guys in this fucking brand new apartment, dude. Like, that they just built. And we destroyed that thing. Oh, in college, semester. you mean? Yeah. Oh, you said high school. Um, or college, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when you guys moved into the new building. Yeah, so we moved into the oh, new building, Oh, my God. Dude. I love and that so, house. Dude, that, that house apartment. was amazing. And, like, I can't come up with, well, probably my favorite time was on Wednesday nights when Miguel would bring home, there would always be a 30 oh, rack. Oh, from Pong night, dude. Dude, there would always be a 30 rack in our house, right? 
Didn't nope. matter what day. It'd be fucking Tuesday at noon. He'd come home from school, dude, with a 30 rack. It'd be Thursday, like, night. Come home with a 30 pack, dude. And we got so drunk one night that we ripped down my door. We ripped my door down and we started playing Pong on it because we didn't have a fucking... Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so we just had my door to my room just, like, hanging out in the middle of the halls. I had beads, like, linked. That's your first real college experience <laughs> yes, right there. Yes, dude. As soon as the door... Any, any piece of furniture that's used to play beer pong, you can count as college. So if the school's, like, listening to this podcast ever, look on top of my door. Wins and losses 210, <laughs> room A. Our you'll goal. see all of our signatures on top of that door. You're welcome. You are welcome. We need a sponsorship, by the way. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> No, UGF was UGF definitely built those moments just because yeah. there was there wasn't was, anything else to do. It was so the school was so fucking not small, but just like you hung out with people you saw. Wednesday that. nights we would go to bowling. Thursday nights we'd go to the fucking the hideout, right? And then Friday nights mm-hmm. we go to the flamingo, the dirty bird, the dirty bird. Now it's a gay bar. If you didn't know, I did not know. Well, it's a gay bar, so at least have bull ride at that place. <laughs> now they have bull ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking bad <bedroom> guy. <laughs> they got bowls, but what do you do? <laughs> not not going. Sure, it's a nice place. Good, but, pool, good uh, pool tables. No, like... Great Falls is cool, man. I don't... I look back on the memories more and more as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. But this is exactly what they are, memories. I'm never going back to that place. Dude, I couldn't... You couldn't pay me enough. It's one street no. with nothing to do. It's flat and windy. I wouldn't change it for anything, though. Like... No, it serves great as a memory. It was It'll make perfect. a good toast at the wedding. The one thing that I really miss was my senior season, dude. That was that's been very tough on me these past like couple months, I'd say. Why more of these couple months than? Because really, I guess so. We never really talked about this, but pretty much what happened was that the AD brought us all in after our fall ball tournament. Oh, after yeah. we athletic kicked director. everybody's ass, the athletic director pulled us and he said. We're not going to have a team next coming year. next year. Yeah, I remember now. And it was me and 14 freshmen, pretty much. There was a couple of sophomores, a couple of juniors, and then me and Josh's little brother, Jeremy. Yeah. Right? So just seeing, like, the defeat. I mean, there was freshmen crying. Like, it was terrible. And I couldn't sit back and watch these kids waste a year. I mean, we, we had to go to practice right after there. Would you? Th- what, I wouldn't have went. Yeah, I, you know, I went because I was trying to be the role model, trying to be whatever. But like, we didn't want to practice, you know. No. And, and coach is not doing what he should do. He's getting kids that backstory. Our fucking coach is like super trust fund baby, like oil money, old money. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't worried about anything else but himself at the time. I'm sure. Yeah, and so he wasn't wor- He wasn't looking at kids' grades. At the time. Oh, he wasn't he, doing that when I was there, know, dude. Like, he wasn't doing that, and so a big reason why we got canceled was because of our grades. Yeah. You know, I mean, out of 40, I would say, plus or minus 40 to 50 kids, right? Like, six that probably graduated. came through <laughs> as lacrosse players. I mean, how many How many people? I can graduated? name Moser. Eight? Moser, me, Kenley, Arturo, Josh, Colton, you, Miguel. I mean, there was, like, Miguel, but he was a track player at the time, wasn't he? So, I mean, that's eight with Miguel. I mean, that's eight. That's eight know, with like, Miguel. And that's it. That's all I can think that's of. That's it really. out of how many kids that came and went and dropped out or failed out or something else like that's that. That's because Great Falls you know. doesn't cater to their students, dude. Well, I don't think that our coach catered to the students. Is our coach problem? catered to us, dude. I can't. 
He wasn't yeah, a great coach. Team, like, yeah, like team-wise, like, not grade-wise. He didn't do his job as a coach fully. Fully. Not and for so, academics. And so what happened was these players... Are you leaving this up? What? Are you leaving this up? Uh-huh. <laughs> these, no, these players, players didn't want to play. And I could see in their eyes that they didn't know where they were going to go at that point, right? And so I sat down with all the players after dinner one night. I made it a mandatory meeting. I was like, you guys better show up or I'm going to make you fucking run at 5 a.m. Got to put like, the foot down. Is... And so I went, here's what we can do. I wrote everything, the pros and cons for everything I thought of. All scenarios. All scenarios of what could happen. You know, we can play completely, play out the season, you know, help you guys get to different colleges we could play out the season you guys could stay we could play out the season you guys could not stay we could not play out the season work on grades right play the season work on you guys finding another school right and so i sat down with the team i sat down with twyla then and i said well i sat down with the team and i was like you guys don't have to tell me now please tell twyla our Keep it uh, Our AD, anonymous. Keep it anonymous. I am all for you guys. Whether you guys want to play or not, I'm all for it. Right? So, a couple days went by. I said, please get This was a Tuesday. I said, please get it. Please talk to Twyla by Friday. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Friday comes around. I talk to Twyla and I go, what did the kids say? They don't want to play. They don't want to play? They don't want to play. Can you blame them, though? Can, I couldn't blame them. But that's like the you shitty know. part about it because. It's their first year, and they have so much more to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And it's your last year, mm-hmm. and that's everything. That was it. That was it. Yep. Because it wasn't like you probably could have played overseas if you had like put the time in yeah, and shit. You know, or played like a national team, but you weren't looking to play past there. You had like no. bigger plans and no. like goals and I stuff. Plans. So that being the last hurrah, I could definitely see that fucking sucking because. So, keep going with the story here. So that next week, I said, okay, we had a big. Um, volunteering for this huge thing at great falls like it was like got like thousands of people would show up right and this was the next weekend after i told twyla that we weren't gonna play anymore and I after told you guys AD, just beat three top 10 teams yes like literally after we destroyed in you know the the fall ball tournament and stuff and you know ranked and everything i don't want to get into that but um yeah so like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday go by, and Thursday comes up, and we're like, that's the day when we're going to be starting to, like, set up, right? Yeah, first. Just... And, like, I just told the players, like, hey, this is the day we're going to tell Coach, or I'm going to tell the AD, and we're going to tell Coach the next week. Like, we need to get through this, like, this, this volunteer. So don't say anything. Practice your hardest. We'll figure out everything afterwards, yeah, okay? Like, please, like, don't fuck this up. This doesn't just make us look bad. It makes the entire school look bad. Right. right? Like, and I don't want to do that. And so Thursday comes by and coach calls us or he texts us in the group chat or whatever. And he goes, we're practicing at the fairgrounds. Oh, not the fairgrounds. That place is awful. And I'm like trying to figure out what's going on because nothing about it really makes sense. It's all this... It doesn't add up. Something is fishy. And so we all get there. 
like at the fairgrounds like he doesn't tell us where to meet up what the fuck to do anything right and he texts us and he goes meet me at the burger king across the street and i'm like fuck coach found out yeah coach fucking found out and so we're all sitting there and you know we're not doing anything and finally i look at coach and i'm like do i need to fucking buy something from burger king so we're not just loitering around here like what the fuck is going on and he like buys like his fucking diet coke or whatever the fuck it is and he's like okay a vocal special we're going into we're gonna go into ooh, beer break oh my god oh no Foam everywhere. You better start sucking. Rumspringer. Gross. Fall mating call. Sorry. Yeah, Anyways, so we he brings us all into the kitty area, right? Where like the little kids play. Okay. Fucking playpen. The playpen. The like the most degenerating place, grossest place you can think of, right? And he just starts off and goes, "You guys are a bunch of fucking losers." terrible like and he goes you guys don't know what you're missing you guys don't know like you know just rambling on to these 18 year old kids 17 and 18 year olds that's what he doesn't understand these kids kids are children right these these kids don't know what the fuck you know they're like they're still learning they're they're still still learning they're still yeah they're they're kids but i feel like they were able to make their decisions and so finally he goes who, if anybody who doesn't want to play, stand up. One of our players, stand up. One of junior, stands up. Says, I don't want to play. He goes, okay, if anybody else doesn't want to play, please stand up. The entire freshman class stands up. 14 fucking players. 14 players. Stands up, walks out the room. And that was kind of the end of it. You know? I think you giving them a... You giving them, like, the out and texting them before and, like... Let them know you were there for them. That's like that kind of culture is literally what makes like a brother besides like a teammate. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because only a brother would really go to like those lengths for you to and make sure that you feel welcome, taken care of in like a shitty situation. Like a teammate by like nature has to reach out to you, but a brother will like literally put his lot his like a uh, senior year, his senior year on the line <laughs> for you. Seriously, you know and. But that's like what you took away from it. I mean, I would hope so at least. And so I'll be honest with you. Like I helped a whole bunch of kids go to college. Like, you know, I got with this one college, this one coach. And I was like, we got all these kids. They're fucking amazing. Can I give you their phone numbers? I had uh, coaches reaching out to me saying, do you want to play? Like, you know, I had all these pe- like all these lifelines, all these people like that I'm trying to reach out to, that Twyla's trying to reach out to. They were trying to get these fucking freshmen to gra- or to get good grades so they can bring that on to another right. school. Like, to we're trying to program. Get, yes, like we're trying to get as much stuff written out so these freshmen can have four years of what they need. And, you know, for the first year after I'm out of college, like I felt really good about it, but I hated lacrosse. I, really I think hated. that comes with the territory, though. I wouldn't pick up a stick. I literally picked up a stick, fuck, like, What's well, a pretty traumatic ago. event in your fucking life? I yeah, mean, I picked up a stick two weeks ago, and I was just, like, doing what I normally do. Like, oh, toe drag, oh, fake, 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 and then I put it down. Yeah. Right? It's and not like, the same. Now, at this point, like, these past couple weeks, like, 
because I'm seeing like my freshmen, like they just started fall ball. William Penn, you know, yeah, Jeremy. William Penn, fucking, yep, with Jeremy. One of our buddies. Freshmen, you know, like shout out to them. I fucking love you boys. We need some gear, baby. Um, yes, please send me gear. You better fucking buy our t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but like now I'm at the point where like, I really wish I would have had a senior season. Like, I, really, I don't think it's ever too late for you to like. I know, like the senior season. It's just not the, the same. It it's not. But I think I you can go, still find joy in the joy in the sport. You know, I could go out and I could go take three random fucking classes at the U of M, and I could play go, club. Go play club on their team and win a fucking ring. But that's you know? not but like, that's not the same. No, it I hear you. I want. I came into this school at UGF thinking I was going to play four years, looking for a full and, experience, dude. You know. And especially because it just got ripped away from me. I especially, like, I think know. it. I think, and like I hate to say this, I think it rips more or hurts more because the year before you became a senior, mm-hmm. we were fucking dominant, dude. Yeah, we that was like the breakout year, and it was a lot of pressure going on. It was like winning a ring. It was like LeBron James, like the next mm-hmm. season, looking for like the repeat. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, like, you had all the tools, like, 14 talented freshmen, good staff, Very good gear, talented. you know what I'm saying? Were, like, this was going to be the best team we ever had. And Honestly. Like, and, like, that's that's the tough pill to swallow is because, like in life, when you have all the tools to success, everything lines up and it looks good, and then, boom, the yeah. fucking hat drops, and it's hard to recover. Yeah. And not only is it hard to recover, it's hard to, like, re-experience that because of that first shitty experience that you had mm-hmm. when like all eyes were really on you at that point yeah because you were the man that everyone looked up to 14 freshmen you're the captain they're they are looking at no one else but you yep and then right after that's the coach who's worse mm-hmm. so i think that it played a big part of your life but it also gave you an avenue or an experience to pursue something like this yeah you know? no that's for sure and like i don't know it was just very it was very good and bad. I mean, I'm very happy to see that a bunch of my freshmen and, you know, like a kid that I grew up with for the first four years, you know, no. of my college year, like that they're thriving and like Jeremy's able to have his senior year and, you know, all these freshmen that like I'm seeing that are doing so well there. And I hope, you know, I really hope that they're doing well. Right. And I'm going to be pissed if, if they fuck up, you know, like. I'm still looking at them as my little brothers. Because, you know? the, like, yeah. I, like, do you still keep in contact with them? Like, text them and, like... A little bit. A little? Yeah, there's a couple kids that, like, I try. You yeah. Know, like, it gets harder as we get older. But, but it just gets tougher. I mean, I only knew them for... God, six eight months. months. Yeah, eight months, yeah. You know, like... And only got to play with them one handful of times. And only got times. to play with them three real games and half of a season. Like, yeah, we would... I'd make sure to, like go out and I would run practice. I remember when you guys came you out know. to the fall ball tournament in Missoula and I was playing in. Yep. And you guys balled so, the fuck out. Dude, so Boise Boise State's a pretty good club team. MT or MCLA D two. And they came with three teams, A B A team. Well they, they came team. with two teams. Okay, and so two teams. Right? We and I'm like what the fuck? I was like, oh shit, UGS legit again, baby. Yeah. But that was like a dope experience. I was like, fuck, they might be nice. The one thing that I will always remember is the very last goal I had, and that was at the fall ball tournament, dude. And that's right when they turned the shot clock on, uh, right? And so we only had like 90 seconds, ping. dude. And it was like five seconds left, and it's like a ground ball in the middle, dude. Stuff. And I scoop that bitch up, top or like high to or low to high, 
I fucking bing that off the bar and I bash it off the goalie's neck, dude, and it goes in. And that was the end of it. That's like the last thing I really remember. You know? That's a pretty good. That's I it's mean, a good for, memory for most lacrosse players. That's yep. like the ideal memory yep. you'd like to have. Like I wish I'd had a couple of those that like ding the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you real. had a lot of dingers, dude. A ton you of dingers. A lot. Could you... fucking build a house with all the bricks I had. Fuck. Fucking hey. <laughs> Coach would be like. Get open, pass. Like, nah, coach, I'm trying to score, bitch. Like, like stats. I have it. a fucking 90 mile an hour shot. You think Can't place that, be, bitch. Like, <laughs> you think anyone's going to stop that bitch if I can hit the net? Like, yeah. Nope. He's like, well, you're not hitting the net, Albert. <laughs> like, coach, what are you talking about? I was no, three yeah. for 16 last game. You know, again, like, the first three years I was in, people can say what they want about that coach, but I still respected him. The I good, respected him as a coach. The good or the bad. I still, he was my coach. I will, if I ever see him walking down the street, I will say, say hello. hey coach, how you doing? Yeah. You know. He's earned, he's earned that much from he's me. He's earned that much from me. I don't, I don't think that a lot of players get lucky in that sense like we did. Yeah. I can't speak to Bokel's character. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to his personal life, but putting a team on the field, building the culture, check, check, check. Yep. Fucking did it. Like, a lot of the guys that me and Kobe played with... I'm not going to say that still was all coach, to. though. I think a lot that of was it came the from us. Itself. But I, I mean, think he w- he was literally the quarterback in the situation putting us at the beginning, in that room. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We've definitely taken on the brunt of it, but... Yes. I would say for him doing that part as a coach, checked it. Yep. Killed it. I'd but say that's so. what makes a brother, dude. A brother is someone's going to put the put it on the line for you. We were no talking about this last week, and I think after... Like, pouring out my heart <laughs> these last, like, 20 minutes, dude. Like, really showed me what a brother is versus what a friend is. What I mean, a good friend. A good, a good friend is always great. Don't don't count us out. Like, we love having good friends. Mm-hmm. And good friends are great people. Like, yep. Nothing bad, but there's nothing like a brother that who comes into your life. Like, yeah. you can be born with a brother, but yep. someone who's willing to, like, the loyalty behind that mm-hmm. is unparalleled. And that's what our team was. Just yeah. a bunch of fucking good boys who just loved each other and just had a good time. and We had a good time. Enjoyed each other's company. Amazing time. Yeah. On and off the field. Yep. Fucking crushed it. And everyone held each other accountable. Like, you really did have a lot to look up to. Like, as I'm talking about it more and more, I couldn't imagine the pressure of being in your position. It was tough, man. I mean, I would literally, like, I came in, I feel like, a year too late. Like, I've always felt like, I need to, like, I should be at the same year as, like, people like CT and Evan and Josh and, like, you. Like, you know, like, I've always felt like I've always been the little brother, honestly. No, yeah. You know, and then it's always been tough for me to watch you guys go on and graduate to better things, you know. And then my senior year, like, I feel like I was on this pedestal, honestly. Like, I think out of the five guys you just mentioned, four of us went on to play or international uh, or national team ball. Evan, CT, Josh, Chase, you, Jeremy, Chase. Oh yeah, Chase. So yeah. between, so besides Evan and, and CT, CT, yep, all of us played yep. national I mean, team ball. It was gnarly, you know, like. But you were that guys. good too, though. Like honestly, like you were one of the players who opened up my game. Like my pick and roll game, or like my box game, got nasty. I re- I will remember my last goal forever, and I will remember my second game forever, my freshman year. Because, well, the first game we lost against Wyoming, 
but I scored oh, yeah. my very first hat trick. I remember. I scored three out of the seven goals, I and I was like, "When I, I went to like, Colorado, dude." Yes, yeah, so I was like, "This isn't as tough as I think it is." Like, I can like kind of hang with these guys, right? Second game <laughs> goes to overtime. I scored two goals during that game. Second game goal winner. goes to overtime, and Josh Smith, like throws a pass to me which is unheard of which is unheard because this of. guy doesn't pass at all right and i'm right next to the crease i just see it and i can re- i just picture <laughs> the ball coming into my net and just go dink dink and i didn't even know i scored the game winner it was right because in high school our like rules were it was just another quarter right yeah, you so, played I'm the like, quarter so i'm like let's fucking go no we're up by one. Was let's fucking go. it was sudden death dude i wish i would have sullied so fucking hard kobe was just like dude. walking back still. i was just oh. walking back to the- <laughs> <laughs> i was walking back kobe was just like oh cool go, go we're like no nigga the game's over like, we won like i'm seeing like the whole our whole like defensive <laughs> unit dude just sprinting Run. at me <laughs> and i'm like like turn around i'm like oh fuck i'm running away from them and that's in our d lot our d unit was fucking monster dude dude top division we division two good, like well, that D1. was my freshman year no our d1 year was my oh sophomore yeah year. yeah 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 that's we weird. had like we had ct and ken dog we had two national else. championship transfers or one cha- national championship yeah. transfer mckinley Just an and then a unit. fucking <laughs> d1 badass like yeah shifty hard-nosed player chase yep and then ct probably like the most athletic white boy i've ever seen in my life yep and these fucking dudes would move like playing against them in practice prepared us for any. Scenario. So that was our sophomore year. So yeah, so like my freshman year when I won the game winner, like that was kind of the end of it. That's the only like real goal that I just remember, right? That was a good day. That was a great day. And then we got our ass kicked by Metro State, but we don't want to talk about that <laughs> until we talk about it next podcast because yep. we beat that ass at home, yep. so, defending tattles. Yep. So we better get on going so you guys can get your life back together. <laughs> Once again, guys, thanks for listening so much. We reached 105 uh, listens this last week. I can't appreciate it enough. We'll be so having out with stickers, t-shirts, and don't forget to comment, follow, and repost our pictures on Instagram. Wee wee. Love you guys. Later. Peace. It's just a little bitty things in life that make it sound like a song. But why it takes so long? Why it takes so long? You got me saying, oh. You know I love you, but tell me why you made me.